By George, I think I've got it. Hydrosexual sinking. I saw that Bigfoot walking across the screen and I thought to myself, wow, they are real. I ask us all, is that really reasonable? Hydrosexual sinking. My personal belief is that uh, there is very compelling evidence that we, uh, we may not be alone. I'll show you a little of the evidence. Hydrosexual sinking. Researchers at Stanford University School of Medicine have pioneered a cancer vaccine that eliminated all traces of cancer in mice. You could find evidence of that, my friends. You could change the world. Hypothetical thinking. A podcast for the hypothetical thinker. Greetings, travelers, and welcome to Hypothetical Thinking, a semi-informative podcast that explores the journey from probability to possibility. My name is Nick Floyd, and I'm joined by my co-hosts. I'm Taylor Nelson. I'm Johnny Clark. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why didn't Nick go into that crazy rant about yeah. Johnny's anatomy at the beginning? What? I was wondering the same exact thing. Yeah, me too, actually. There was no well, butthole slammed in there. Oh, well, you see, Taylor, you're right. Uh, I, I've realized that I have a problem. Problem? <laughs> the problem isn't the lack of improvisation skills or the repetition week to week. Of course not. It's my constant use of the word butthole. Yeah. Oh, that was spot on. <laughs> That's a problem. I brown why spotted it, it. Why does it always end uh, with Johnny's butthole? Yeah, what's your fascination with my ass, Nick? It's a simple question with a simple answer, Johnny. Uh-oh. There are a lot of words in the English language. Yeah. Swear words, awkward word combos, and words that people didn't even think existed. But this word, this special, special word... It's a combination of two seemingly harmless words that, when combined, will make a grown man quiver. Ooh. Yeah. Ew. And Johnny falls under the category <laughs> of, of the grown man, man who quivers. That quiver at the sound <laughs> of the word. I don't like it. Butthole. I don't like it. It is a nasty word, dude. It's a gross word. I don't know why either. I don't necessarily <laughs> quiver. I okay. When you say it, instantly makes me think of nasty shit. Well, well, of all yeah. the, of all the words that have been said on the podcast, this is the one that causes Johnny and I, maybe other listeners, the most discomfort. Yeah, even yeah, after yeah. twenty four episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like many episodes, you said butthole, and I'm like, Ugh. yeah. But I'm going to tell you, the word <laughs> "but" actually refers to not just the human anus, <laughs> but a cask, a cask for wine, the trunk of a tree, the stub of a cigarette, or an archery shooting target. A butt. Yeah. Like, like the butt of a gun. Yes. Yeah. A shooting target? An actual target? Yeah. You're not talking about the, the shooting target. Yeah, I'm not. You're right. <laughs> but today. <laughs> I thought the uh, the hole in a cast was called a bung hole. Yeah. The, I heard of a bung hole. Well, bung hole. Uh, the research I did on Wikipedia said that the cast for wine is a butt. A butt hole. Yeah. It's a butt hole. Well, I guess a bung hole and a butt hole. I mean, tight. we use interchangeably. <laughs> And I guess the fact that you omitted the word butthole from the intro, I mean, we just Can we, stop we just said butthole about 30 times. Yeah. So. Can we stop saying the word butthole? Well, <laughs> I, you know, it's not over yet because today I'm going to do something wild. It's going to be so uncomfortable and so unnecessary that a lot of people will ask, did he just do that and they're only 24 episodes in? Wait, what the fuck are you So doing? just humor me for a minute. Oh, my word. Uh, okay. Greetings, travelers, and welcome to Hypothetical Thinking, <laughs> a semi-informative podcast that explores the journey from probability into Johnny's butthole, Wait, out Johnny's no, butthole, stop, back into stop, Johnny's stop. butthole, into his lower thigh to rest quietly until it travels back to his butthole for one final exit out his butthole. My name's Nick Floyd, and I'm joined by my wonderful and very patient co-hosts. And I'm Taylor Nelson. 
I can't tell Taylor. Like my headphones are off right now because I cannot have that word in my ear that many times. That is atrocious. My headphones are going back on now. Hey, Taylor, I hope you said your name because my name is Jonathan Clark, and we're not going to say that word again. Fair. Uh, possible this- <laughs> possible why do you say that word <laughs> the way this works is either taylor or myself will do the research for our weekly episodes oh and johnny sweet johnny don't say <laughs> the same mcjohnster mcjohnster goes you, into every episode completely blind like daredevil <laughs> except we haven't had a movie oh. and a tv show based on us oh yeah <laughs> that's a fascinating concept yeah, yeah taylor <laughs> how are you doing today taylor um <laughs> It's been a short week for me. I'm not going to tell these people what day it is. It's been a short week. I've I've spent a little time outside uh, doing some yard work. Uh, It's been a beautiful week here in Atlanta. Uh, I actually cut a fucking trail. I was mowing the yard this week, right? And I mow the yard all all the time because grass needs to be mowed. But in our backyard, we live on the power lines, and we keep our power lines nice and clean. It's all grass, beautiful grass. But all of our neighbors... They don't ever mow it. They like mow to the edge of their yard and then just let it grow up in the power lines. Mm. So what did I do? I took my fucking mower and I mowed a meandering path down these power lines. So now I have like an extra probably 100 yards that I can walk. Just a sweet meandering path through the uh, through the That's red. It's fucking tight. Super red. And I can see birds and whatnot. <laughs> it's a whole new world of sorts. What, <laughs> how y'all doing? What, what do you what 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 you guys do this week? Every single week, Ugh. hey, damn it, Nick. Every single week Sorry. when when Nick asks you how your news is, you have a story. Once again, I don't. I'm doing good though. Everything's fine. Everything's great. Hyper <laughs> stuff's going well. Uh, Nick, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling uh, feeling like a million bucks. You know, I've got you know. I'm a just million feeling dollars. I'm feeling good. Doll hairs. Yeah. A million. <laughs> Just said doll hairs. All right. I, I gotta, okay, so that quote, Does anyone? do you guys know where that quote is from? Doll, doll hairs? hairs? You, uh, you just Nick, said doll hairs. Nick, the the Nick, little rascals, right? No, uh-huh. Nick, Nick said I don't it, know. Maybe that's an original quote, but that's not where I'm thinking of. Nick said it like three days ago at lunch, and I so that's dumb. That's the last time. I'm doll hairs. This is, is probably the most quoted quote, dude. Like, what? It's near the top of the list of all these quotes that I hear out of movies. No. Everyone says that shit, right? I've never heard it. You've never you've never heard it in a movie? Uh, I've never heard it ever, I don't think. And then the first time I heard it was Nick, I, like two weeks ago or two days ago. Oh, shit. I hear people wait. say it all the time. Maybe because I, I say it around people. Maybe that's why. I think I know where it came wait, from. Where, all right, wait, wait, Taylor. It's such a weird source, dude. It doesn't even make sense. Nobody even likes this movie except for me. Maybe you guys. I don't know. Nick, what do you think it is? Isn't it... Uh... Ah, uh, the David uh, David Spade movie, right? Nope. Nope. I don't know. It's not Joe Dirt? Nope. What? Say, hey, what is it? It's a Shia LaBeouf movie. Oh, shit. Shia Get out of here. Shia LaBeouf. Is it Disturbia? Is it, is it uh, Transformers? Uh, you're going to have to dig deep for this one, dude. Like, he Hulls? basically plays his same character from Even Stevens, basically. Uh, oh, dig deep, idea. y'all. He oh, wears, he's a mascot for the school. Dumb oh, and Dumber. shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber-er, I guess is the one it is. It's a quote from that fucking movie, dude. And somehow, nobody likes that movie. I love that movie. I, it's a, it's I like that movie. It's I know a good somebody movie. who's in that movie. <laughs> so do I. Oh, really? Dude, it was actually shot about uh, 15 minutes down the road from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most wow. of the movie. 
Uh, yeah, actually, chick I went to high school with is wait, wait, wait. on the front cover. And doll hair is in that movie? Really? Wait, what? Yeah, she's a cheerleader. Yeah, she's in like the opening scene. Uh, shit, like vi- like passes by the guys really quick in one of the opening scenes. Just super hot cheerleader. And then she's uh, she is the featured cheerleader on the cover. She's very wow. small. You can't tell it's her. You just tell that it's a cheerleader, and yeah. that, that was probably her. <laughs> wow, what a small cameo! <laughs> wow. I just think that's a weird quote to come from a movie that a, you know nobody likes except for very few people. Yeah, that quote, it, it remains. It I don't know. Maybe crazy. you listeners out there haven't heard that quote enough. And if you haven't, if any if anybody's like questioning, uh, you know, it's a money situation. Oh, uh, hey, can I borrow five bucks or whatever? Or you owe me five bucks. It's just like, <laughs> you just said dollar. They have to say dollars, obviously. Wait, yeah. <laughs> doll hairs. <laughs> they have to say dollars, bucks. I guess. Yeah. But can you I say, five oh, bucks? You said doll hairs, <laughs> and you can give them doll hair, I guess, and it yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> just carry doll hairs in your it wallet. It somehow works. It's funny. I don't care. Okay. I don't care who you are. That shit's okay. funny. Uh, okay. So if our listeners can find the history of that, the secret history of where the <laughs> doll hairs joke came from, please email us at hybrothoughts at gmail.com. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I got some news for you guys today. Okay. 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 Uh, things got weird in August. <laughs> Wait, what's Don't this? they always? Is this August? August. Yeah, it is August. We're, it yeah. burns okay. an ember red. The amber of my soul. So on August 7th, a YouTube video went viral because it featured one of the craziest diamond heists in history. Diamond heists? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking full-on Ocean's Eleven oh, wow. diamond heist. All right. I'm talking Mission Impossible with Tom Yul Cruz. Tom Yul? Diamond uh, heist. Okay. Tom Yul Cruz say. A New <laughs> York gem dealer was sitting at his desk minding his own business when the bandit jumped right in front of him <laughs> just inches away and took the diamond right in front of his face. And there was nothing he could do about it. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know if he was called the police. He didn't know who to call. (laughs) You know who to call. He never thought in the history of his gem-dealing career (laughs) that this would happen. Okay. And I bet a lot of you are thinking, well, how did that happen? Why didn't he just, like, slap it out of the person's hand? Well, because it wasn't 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 it also a case where this diamond was, like, bigger than the perpetrator's body even? Uh, I would say. Is the diamond not a diamond? Is it diamond a person? The person was not a person. The person was an ant. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, ant stole a diamond? An there, ant it, with pincias? Yep. An ant was, there was a, oh a New York City gym dealer was sitting at his desk. Uh, and he was like weighing diamonds. Yeah, he was like, like whatever. Cr- Some of the real small ones. And this ant just him. rolls up over to the diamond, picks it up. And just is walking casually across the desk. Man, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> Man, my, my wife is not going to believe what I'm going to bring back to the anthill. Yeah, they can, can't they hold like 10 times their body weight or something like that? Yes. Is that the number I'm thinking of? 10 times their body weight? I mean, 100 times. Oh, it's 100 times? It's 100 oh. times their mass. Factor of 10. I mean, that's what? If an ant's like, ugh, that's not a huge diamond, anyways. I mean, it's a big diamond. 100 ants? I mean, 100 ants is not the ants. Well, what kind of ant? Is it a carpenter ant? Is it like yeah, a fire ant? Because there are different ants that are bigger or smaller. Because there are some ants that are pretty hefty. I don't know the so ant it's really species. only to, that would just determine how big this diamond is. Bigger yes. the ant just means bigger the diamond. Just... Yeah, it could hold more. I think that's probably. I don't. Well, I don't know. Does a bigger ant mean it can hold more? I don't know. Regardless, well, uh, ten times its own body weight. Yeah. How much was the diamond? The cost. 
I don't have the value of the diamond nor the weight of the diamond. I just know the diamond exists. Do you have the species of the ant or the I weight all... of the ant or the color of the ant? Do you have the color of the diamond? Is it uh, a... The color of the diamond or the color of the diamond is a diamond. <laughs> well, uh, diamond colored, which is no color. Oh, is it the... true that when you shine iridescent light or fluorescent light on a diamond, it shines like a certain color and that's how you know if it's real or fake? Uh, there's a certain way a diamond cutter can find out. I don't know exactly if it's a light source or what. Because I've seen people do it with like just like a, a eyeglass. They can look through it right. and see. There's like a little small like a spectacle. Or I think that has monocle. to do with like how sweet the cuts are and how pure it is. Like, and if it's like shitty cuts, then it's obviously not a real diamond. I guess I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Like the cut should be extremely sharp and clean because it's cut with a diamond. I guess. Yeah. It makes sense, diamond? like a plastic, like diamond replica or whatever would obviously not be as like exact the, as a. It'd be like porous and shit, and yeah, like not mm. straight lines, not straight vertices. I guess I don't know. You know, it's weird to me that this is just me, but like you know, the weight of something, the monetary value of something is determined on its like um, rarity, right? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like uh, obviously, like moon rocks would technically be cost a lot more than like iron. In, yeah, uh, in, in, in the earth, but there are plants out there that are made up predominantly of diamond. So we uh-huh. only give a shit about it because right here on Earth, it's it's like hard to find. But well, apparently are... it's not even hard to find. Like it's not rare. Diamonds are just not rare on Earth. Apparently, it's just like a fabricated rareness. So why, yeah, you... man? If you need to watch some videos on blood diamonds, bro. Apparently, like the diamond was not even a sought after deal. Like back in the day, like like colored gems were much more popular because they're prettier. You know, and it was uh-huh. somewhere recently, like in the last hundred years, that diamonds became like this, an engagement ring, basically. It was basically a, a really good salesman uh, was like, this is what it means to be engaged if, you're, if you're, you're, you're not treating your girl right if you don't get her your diamond. Yeah. And then she it's just a, a sales ploy. It's a marketing thing. And now, like, how many companies, is it De Beers and, like, how many other few companies? It's like a Disney situation. Like, they own all the fucking diamonds. And they buy them all up, and they keep them. Yeah. And they release them in small amounts. Well, it's like gold, you know? You can get things made out of 24-karat gold, where, you know, 24-karat gold in some places, in some markets, it costs a shit ton, and then you have 24-karat gold that are items or, like, pop toys or whatever that cost, you know, 20 bucks. It's like, but it's 24-karat gold. How can you only sell it for $20? It's also hairs. Well, it, it also the density of like like the actual material because you can like coat something and, and like there's right. I think I think in Ele- blood diamond is in blood diamond that he has a, a AK47 that's like coated in gold but like that is so cheap to do versus like a block of 24 karat gold is obviously way more expensive because of the density right. and the actual like yeah. I guess one of the cool things about gold like we talked about in the NASA stuff is that you can spin it so thinly where yeah. so you can sheet something in gold that's like insanely thin yeah. but it still looks like it's you know f- full gold. But that's the thing is, like, mm-hmm. I don't find, maybe because I've seen it, I, I just sound like an asshole, maybe because, like, it's the staple, first place, or whatever, but, like, there's the metals that we give and elements we give, uh, you know, validity that are so sought after, I just don't, it doesn't get me off. Like, like diamonds, I'm not like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. I, I, think, I think it's cool. It's, like, black rock or, like, volcanic rock that's, like, super intricate and, like, maybe, like, prehistoric mud. Those things are, like, weird, not, like... Bronze? I don't know. Yeah, give me yeah, something yeah. made out of volcanic rock. Yeah, that's yeah. a badass. Like with like veins that had like magma or lava in it. That's way yeah. cooler than like a piece of granite. I don't know. <laughs> granite, <laughs> black granite. Give me amber. Like, I want like dude, an yeah, amber. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, it's so baller. Like yeah, I've, I've told some of my friends day. like one hundred percent. 
once I do like ask my Australian fine girlfriend to marry me, <laughs> I'm probably not gonna. Get, I'm definitely not gonna give her a diamond. I'm gonna give her something way more cool and creative and probably more rare, like a, some kind of a meteorite. But for some reason, that's something. not more expensive. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, because it's controlled, man. It's all it's fabricated, and some marketing dude was a genius. I went. Yeah. And I, I went to the moon to get you this moon rock. Yeah. And I, I, I was where I learned about this marketing thing in the same uh, little spiel that I watched. I guess it was a video. I don't know because I don't read. <laughs> I don't know if it was the same guy, but it was around the same time where like bacon was not a breakfast food. It, bacon was just bacon. You know, you eat it at dinner, you eat it yeah. whenever, but it wasn't necessarily a breakfast food. And uh, some shortage of things or some reasoning like, yeah, we need to sell more bacon. Uh, it, it was marketed as this breakfast food, and it was like the uh, essential breakfast item, and it now has is a breakfast item. You don't even... Yeah. Of course, weird. bacon's yeah, good on course. everything. You put it in gosh darn near everything. But it's, but it's marketed. It's, it's a, yeah. And I've heard the same thing about the color pink and blue. Like before, I want to say the, the 40s or something, there was a specific president who's, uh, I want to say Reagan's wife or something... Like basically made pink a woman's color. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like I heard before that, it was not a woman's color. Yeah. It was just it was just a color, you know, and it's a nice, vibrant color. Yep. But she pretty pretty much assigned like pastel pinks to women, women and pastel blues to boys. Very yeah, weird. which is wow. It's a weird concept, but I I've heard about that same thing. But I I think you could assign close to everything, whether it's a mood, a, a ability, totally. an, an idea. It's like every single thing. But to, I, I assign it to like a type of people or like a different species. It's fascinating. Right. Well, speaking of different species, the the ant, you know, because they when ants pick specific things up, they bring them back yeah. to Home. their col their colonies yeah, yeah. Uh, as building materials. Yeah, yeah. Look how awesome my building Sweet materials, ass coffee dude. Table. Yeah. yeah. So this this ant, this specific ant, went on an I adventure to. He said. Maybe it was like a rite of passage or something, and it's like, all right, Randy, you got to go. You better if you bring back a diamond, you'll be the king of the ant colony. King of the ants. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. I know exactly where to go. This guy's real fucking dumb. He's more. He's, he's not even looking. He's, he's not, not thinking even, about me. He'll take his phone out and video it because he's gonna think it's cute. But how could you imagine that something so so insignificant? You, I would never have it because you're you're assuming perpetrators are gonna be like you know six foot tall with. You know, muscle, and they're gonna steal your diamond. Not an insignificant insect. I would just let it happen. But like, if you know I saw what? the ants making the effort, I'd be like, "Eh, take it." I don't know. Like, it, it didn't start stealing all of your fucking uh, diamonds. How are you gonna explain back. that to the IRS? You, <laughs> it was the ants. Yeah. It was the- <laughs> all right, buddy. My hands behind the back. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't me. It was the ants. <laughs> There's like a hole in the wall that's just full of diamonds. Really it's weird. Like, that's what they're stressing. That's the best safe ever. It's crazy. That's a good point. I just yeah I think I think you got to prove a point like you have to if you let the ant get away with one that ant's gonna come back for the rest. Man, if you could just train ants, just let them loose on a uh, like a yeah. diamonds are forever store. Fuck, clean that bitch out. Oh my gosh, so can I you was, train an ant? I don't know if you can train an ant, but I was reading something the other day. Yeah, I read it. I did read <laughs> it. <laughs> I read it. <laughs> but, uh, I've read it before. I've heard it before. Watched videos on this before uh, where people can train crows and ravens and different birds of that type to um, not only pick up trash. Um, I read something recently where they were training to pick up trash at like an amusement park. But one thing that I read in the past was this dude was training, it was either pigeons or crows, to fly around New York City 
and pick up shiny objects like coins, pieces of jewelry, oh. and basically fly it back to uh, these certain spots that he had. And it was basically like um, like a gumball machine type thing where you drop something in and it will give food out. So that he, he had trained these birds to go pick up shiny, ob- uh, shiny objects. Yeah. Hopefully each pellet of food is less worth less than like a penny, you know, and then, hey, we're making money. Isn't that how they actually, like, isn't that a thing they did in the medieval times? Is they Because they were already training crows and stuff to bring letters, which to me, that blows my mind. Yeah. Like the fact that crows be like, fly to Winterhelm <laughs> like, and okay. deliver this letter to the tallest tower. And the crow's like, <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, I think the idea behind that is, I'm not sure specifically, but I think these birds would be like, I guess there's a place in your kingdom where you have several birds' cages where it's like, okay, this bird's from Winterfell, this bird is from High Ridge, this bird is from Yonderfall, or whatever, and they're always in those cages, but when they're let out of the cages, they're just going to go straight back to where they're from, I guess. I guess that's the idea. It's still fascinating, though, because they're carrying precious, not monetary cargo, but like these just birds that have the, the brains the size of your thumb uh, are carrying information to like start a war or like yeah. right. have a treaty. Like that's very important information. And a, a man, a, a knight on a horseback rather than like a fucking bird, like that shit could get shot down. I just realized Definitely just down, now yeah. that it, Twitter is essentially oh my god a a, <laughs> a a bird carrying system. That's what the bird and the logo means. <laughs> African yeah. European swallow. I mean, it's a yeah, a little, a little birdie told me. Yeah, <laughs> it's a reference. Um, <laughs> a reference. Anyway, there's a reference. Yeah. We're going to take this nice little break time to allow you guys to caffeinate on what we hope is Death Wish Coffee. It's the world's strongest coffee. You can get it today at deathwishcoffee.com. That is deathwishcoffee.com. We can talk about animal conspiracies at a later date, but today, Taylor, you're going to provide us with something I'm going to pon- I'm, I'm going to provide us with some ponderation fuel. Ponderation. Uh, <laughs> our pondalacity will be off the <laughs> off the, the charts today. Bunch just gonna gossip. present some simple ideas that you've probably heard before, but man, okay. it's just fucking fun to think about. And I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast much, so hey, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Oh, in this natural world of wonders. In this natural world of wonders, it is generally agreed upon that the possibility of once accepted knowledge can be, and from time to time, has been lost. The famous Stigler's Law of Eponymy states that no scientific discovery is named after the original discoverer, and in most cases, the first discoverer is almost completely forgotten. While the person who discovered while the person who rediscovers and popularizes the idea becomes celebrated. This idea itself is said to be first presented by Robert K. Martin even years earlier. Uh, One great example of this is the Pythagorean theorem. It was first mentioned mentioned in uh, Euclid's Elements, but uh, is attributed to Pythagoras, Mm -hmm. uh, which came about much later. And there are even uh, records from 1800 BC that demonstrate that the Egyptians had knowledge and use of uh, this theorem as well. And it got me thinking about, like, like, shit today, like, knowledge can definitely be fucking lost, man. Heck yeah. And it got me thinking about, like, shit today, where even people our dad's age, 
when they're in school, they were studying shit, especially in science. I feel like they were studying things that were more concrete sciences, and they understood things as concrete science, and they were probably forced to understand things a little bit more just because of how rigid shit was back then. Than today? Yeah, I feel like today, like I myself, I feel like I'm a smart guy. You guys are smart guys. You know, we feel like we understand some of the ways of the world, but I feel like some of the questions that we ask demonstrate that we don't have some of this basic knowledge that was required of our parents to have. Why do you think that is? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if, like, society just doesn't deem that these things are even relevant for everyone to know. It's like, the specifics. It doesn't, yeah, the specifics of everything. Like, the specifics of electricity. Like, we have been around electricity our entire fucking lives, right? Not a moment has passed that we, we haven't been immersed in it. But it's really hard for people, like, it's, it's hard, yeah, it's hard for us to grasp. Like, it's hard for us amps, to talk about, bolts. understand about, understand it, you know? Well, it's all about caring, I think. It's literally about, you know, let's say little Susie goes, well, I want to be a veterinarian. Why do I need to learn about yeah. electricity? Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, me, you know, I want to go to film school. Why do I need to know about math, the theory of da 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 blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I guess in my yeah, it's exactly what it is probably. You know, people need to more, be more specialized, so why even tread in that water? But I don't know. I think there are just basic things that would, like light bulbs would probably be popping off on more people's heads if they had a more basic understanding of things. Right. Especially our, things like electricity, which are happening around us all the well, time, and it's somewhat mysterious. But okay. our parents, like they had very specific, you know, what, our parents were going to be doctors. They were going to work in retail. They were going to work in the government. Or they were going to be in the military. Exactly. Like, it was very specific. Whereas now, it's like, you know, social media, marketing, management, art. retail, art, right. entertainment. It's yeah. just like, what? There, there are things that, not only they didn't teach back then, but I think as a whole, our, our generation, like, we didn't want, a lot of us didn't want to know all those basic necessities of amperage, electricity, mathematics, history. We didn't need that because we were, like, set in our ways. We know what we want to do. Why do we need to yeah. know all the, in, the, the, the the building blocks that makes you a uh, you know, normal, smart human? That's fucking yeah. weird. And we don't even know about like, cars. Like, well, no wait, one knows about right, cars. Yeah, no one even knows they, about cars. But like they, our, our parents' age, that was like almost just ingrained. Like that was just something they knew. Whereas I guess we're more into like GUI interfaces and user interfaces where we right. can get in front of an interface of a very complicated machine and we can navigate our way through it mm -hmm. pretty much no problem. So what's more Whereas, important then? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I guess they're both. In, I think they're probably both important. You know, I, I think our ability to navigate a user interface displays intelligence for sure, and that we probably have the ability to understand a whole lot more if we were just presented with this information the right way. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe because I've I've seen videos where people like like in L.A. or in New York will like a, a newscaster or some like YouTuber will like pull out a sign or a a, a map of the world and it's like, where's this country? You know, or is in yeah, Africa, is Africa no a country or continent? And they're like, uh, a state. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, right. But that same person could be like a microbiologist and like knows the shit about science, just doesn't know a thing about like geography. Right. You know? So I guess on one edge of the sword, it's like, wow, well, maybe it's not a bad thing. You know, these people are specializing and they're getting super good at whatever, you know, whatever groove that they're in. But then on the other side, it's like a lot of, a lot of knowledge could be lost because what if that person is the one who's going to have that breakthrough thought that all these other people just aren't having, but all these other people have the foundation to, you know, progress that thought if they could, if they could have the thought. Yeah. You know? 
So if just more people had this basic foundation and knowledge on certain things, and I guess, you know, what I'm thinking of is electricity because it seems to be so mysterious to people. And it's something I, I care about. I even started going to college for it, and I feel like I wanted to understand it, but I just don't. And I, I don't know. I want to. It I just don't. I just don't people. fucking get it. You know, I want to. Somebody please explain it. If, if one of the listeners out there is a electrical engineer who can put it in really dumb language for me, like, help me. I want to know. I don't want to be an idiot. But this whole thing got me on, you know, lost knowledges, potential, you know, things that may have been known in the past that aren't known anymore. And one of the most talked about pieces of seemingly forgotten knowledge is the potential mechanical uses of the Great Pyramid at Giza. Oh, shit. Wow. You're talking about, you're talking about like, Egyptians. The Egyptians. Talk about, and, like... I mean, maybe not even the Egyptians, but, aliens. yeah, we're talking about this shit that's in Egypt that like, they could claim ownership of, I guess, and we couldn't say anything about. Harnessing powers that we don't even know that was possibly electrically, like, electronically super advanced way back then. Absolutely. Fuck yeah, Absolutely. Dude. And it's possible that they're not even super advanced... Because by definition, it was way back then. So how can it be super advanced? You know, we right. have this you know, belief and just we assume that like everything else that evolves, you know, because we do believe in evolution, that I'm assuming we do. Well, that everything I, moves forward, you know, and while there were times like the Dark Ages, like knowledge should always be built upon. Right. So how could we forget such massive things like well, it's mind blowing? I, but, yeah. but then again, episode twenty-two, you talked about like the guy who was like harnessing like gravity and able to like like figure out sound waves that would yeah, change Coral Castle. Yeah, Coral Castle up to twenty-two. So like, I would argue that there are certain people that have the knowledge that just don't spread that shit. I would well, say the Egyptians uh, as well. I don't think people. That's a good way to put it. I and I felt this when we talked about Coral Castle and and like crop circles. Even even then, is I think the advancement of technology. Uh, only advances in the in the like in the direction it needs to. Okay. So you know, like I look up now and I see light bulbs in our ceiling. Like light bulbs are still light bulbs. Light bulbs did what light bulbs have always done for a long time. Why has that not advanced in the direction of okay, light panels? Like why are our ceilings? Why do they not have built-in uh, lights? Uh. Like why are we still using bulbs if they cost as much as they do? Well, you know what's uh, fucking weird about that point that you just made is when I was studying the Coral Castle one, I came across this thing. Uh, there's apparently a light bulb. I want to say it's in New York City uh, in a fire station, I believe. We'd have to look this up. There's a bulb that is like 100 years old, and it has burned consistently since it was put in. What? Yeah, and the belief is is that those bulbs, when they were made back then, were ma- meant to last for potentially ever. And, then, and that at some point they're like, you know, Edison is like, well, that's not going to work. GE or whoever, like, that's not going to work. We can't sell one bulb per person. You know, we have to, we have yeah. to sell a bulb every couple of months to this person for every light he's got. So we got to make them deteriorate on their own. I just that thought was, that was cool. That's 100, 116 years it's been burning, and it's at Whoa. the Livermore Pleasanton Fire Department in Livermore, California. California. That's, that is mind-blowing, dude. That's probably the oldest... I would I don't know this, but probably one of the oldest like ongoing electrical conduits ever. I think it's fascinating because like they talk about this a lot in technology today, but like Apple, 
Like everyone thinks that their iPhone is going to die in two years. They make it happen. It Absolutely, is. They slow Absolutely. It down. They fucking they I, everything. You. There's a uh, oh god. I feel like I brought it up on the podcast before, but there's a movie called Moon with Sam Rockwell. Uh, My friend fan. has a tattoo uh, commemorating that. Hey, <laughs> wonder who that guy is. Oh, is it you, Nick? Yeah, it's me. <laughs> uh, there. Uh, spoiler alert. So, meow, es- meow. essentially, in the movie, without trying to give too much away. They control the lifespan of this person, and I'll leave it at that. And that's sort of it, the, the idea <laughs> in Moon. I don't want to ruin it because it's such a great movie, and a lot of people need to see it who haven't. But I do think that the way that things go with technology and even with us, with our diets, with what we're being fed and why things are still allowed is I do think that a lot is being controlled. Like, it's supply and demand, right? Like, you know, why do these light bulbs, why are they not built to last longer well if it's not broke there's no need to fix it right uh there's there's a market for light there's a light bulb market if your light bulb burns out you go buy more yeah and there's money if your light bulb lasted 10 years it would be like the mattress market where people don't need need a new mattress every eight years yeah yeah it'd be like how much would that single light bulb cost then you know it'd probably be a pretty big investment for someone if right. it were to last 10 years, you know. And, and same thing for cars. Like, I feel that cars back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s were built to last. And it wasn't just Ford trucks and minivans. It was Thunderbirds you know, and Fairly 500s. De- De- you know, DeLoreans, all those Corvettes. things. Like, yeah, Corvettes were built like tanks. Yeah. Mercedes, yeah. Benz, sports cars were built like tanks. Yeah, I guess when the idea of American-made existed, that was the purpose of American-made things, is that they were built to last forever. But American-made things cost a damn fortune. Right, yeah, it's that weird thing where it has to, you have to, like, respect the person's invention and the research and development that it took to, you know, make this thing. So, yeah, it does deserve some lofty price, but then on the other hand... What does every person on the world are? They, can they only afford a handful of things throughout their lifetime? Like, right. ah, man, we gotta have a little bit of this. We gotta have a little bit of that. We need to have yeah. all this shit. It's an ever changing market, and that's and that wraps my thought up. Is that you know I do feel like things do advance, but there are technologies that made perfect sense in the past, even as far as you know with the with the Giza pyramid. I think there are so many specific things that that have just been lost in time. But you think about like everything that comes back up and resurfaces, like this whole oatmeal cereal situation where uh, everyone's saying, <laughs> you know, there's toxic, there's poison in oatmeal and cereal that's killing us slowly. And that Whoa. was big news last week. Is oh, it? isn't there, yeah. didn't somebody say a fun fact? I thought it was maybe Johnny. Maybe it was you, Nick, where like uh, you can like waft a magnet through like a box of cereal and oh. definitely find a certain number of pieces of iron or some shit. I've never said that. No, I... I don't know who uh, somebody, said that. Yeah, somebody said that to me like last week. Weird. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, like in every box of cereal, there's like a an okay amount of like <laughs> loose iron shavings. <laughs> but wait, what's, the, what's the point of that? Why well, do they the want point, to kill you? They can tell you more well, stuff later on. What's the point of the, It's like the shift, I think, too. It's a market shift. I think this comes back to like, I don't think it's truly connected, but like Bohemian Grove, NWO, all that stuff. I think that to take down these companies, these brands, like they allow it to happen and then people shift and it creates a new market. So then everyone's buying the gluten-free. They're looking out and yeah. they're, they're yeah, focusing. Yeah, they're just selling a different sector of their product now. You know, yeah. it's, it's all the same people. The more expensive product. 
Yeah, it's yeah. just what Disney company are you watching? You know, like it which just, one? Exactly. It would make sense. Exactly. <laughs> it would make sense to me though that they wouldn't put like shavings in there that would kill you. They'd put something that would make you disgust. Because like if their intent is to have you spice something else, well, killing you would fuck that up. Because then you can't. They can't sell something to a dead person. If if they're killing me faster, they want to sell me things in the future, make me disgusted, and then I'll go to something else. You know. Well, right. yeah, it, yeah, they're probably just pointing out things that are inevitable. It's inevitable that these things will be in there. I mean, you can't. Like these machines that are making all these things are metal. There's there's probably a certain ratio of like yeah. There's this number of loose iron shavings, fucking on your floor right now. Yeah. There's that number on your chair or whatever. Like it's just everywhere. You can't avoid it because it's just fucking everywhere. And so maybe it's just a a de- like an inflated stat to like make people think a certain thing. Like have you heard that? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't remember the what food this is in, but there's. I guess in most foods, there's an acceptable number of, like, rat poop that you can have in the food. What? Yeah. And, oh. uh, and this may come as a surprise. I think I've said this on the podcast before. Um, in my previous life as a pizza master, um, <laughs> you know, I, I would be the guy at our, at our sh- shop that uh, did all the inventory, so I'd do all the food orders and stuff like that. And, you know, I would have to pay attention to the, to the sell dates, right? And I did a little research, and I found that it is not required in the United States, at least at the time. This was like 2009 or 10 where I looked this up. And at the time, it was no, there are no laws that say you have to have any kind of uh, sell-by date or anything on any food other what? than baby food. What? Yeah. And it so blows the, my mind. Then so why every do time you wild. Get it, Yeah, it's wild. So the numbers that they're putting on there, you don't know. I don't know if there are laws that state... If you put a number on a piece of food that resembles this, you know, functionality that people are obviously going to take as the sell date, and I don't know if there are rules that govern that. Like, if you put something on there, it has to be in this time frame or something. I don't know if that's real or if they can literally just put slap numbers onto a box and be like, oh, yeah, that's it. I'm the first person to say though you know that like mean? milk, milk definitely does get old after the date that it says goodbye or good it, until. It does, yeah. yeah but they, isn't it something like yeah, like several weeks after that date to where it's before uh, it spoils? But we're also know. talking unopened. You That's know, true. That's true. once you open it, it's like game over. You know, you might have days. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's especially if you drink from crazy. it. How does this relate to pyramids? Well, we just talk about the t- <laughs> we, we we sidetracked because we <laughs> talked about the because to not you know get taylor too far off we were just talking about the lost technologies and why things okay. did not advance like why okay yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so that's where we were at okay and it all boils down to this food spoilage <laughs> it, it, it's all food spoilage all right. so uh so some things that we know about the great pyramid uh that are true is that it, its base covers about 13 acres it is almost perfectly aligned with the cardinal directions it has eight sides Rather than four, which is commonly believed. Wait, what? Eight sides up? Yeah, there are pyramid? eight sides to at least this pyramid. I'm not sure if the other two on the Giza Plateau are eight-sided or not. But, yeah, you look at it with the naked eye, it, it, it's a four-sided pyramid, right? But, okay, yeah. Okay, you look at it from above, under, like, the perfect lighting condition. It's actually slightly concave in the center of each side. So there's Weird. another point in the middle of each side that is indented inwards. Wouldn't that make it not a pyramid, though? Isn't a pyramid a triangle with four sides? Or uh, is it, though, Johnny? I'm is not it? sure. 
I'm not sure. Should one of you guys look that up real quick? Because I don't know about that. That's a good point. I could have sworn. But it is eight-sided. What is a pyramid? pyramid? What is a pyramid? Yeah, what is a pyramid? It's a square with a point. Hang on. I'm Googling. Google. Because it doesn't say anything about three in pyramid, does it? Like Pyra? Maybe that's three? No, but but each side of the the pyramid is a triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, these would all still be triangles. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I don't know if that matters. It's a structure. As such, a pyramid has at least three outer triangular surfaces, at least least four faces, including the base. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I guess it classifies. Okay, so a three-sided triangle. Yeah, to make it a 3D object, it would have to have three sides and a base. So, yeah. So at least be a 3D object with triangle sides. Proceed, Taylor. Okay. Sweet. We all learned that. (laughs) (laughs) So there are roughly 2.3 million blocks of stone that were used. Million? Yeah, 2.3 million. And uh, I did see something where it was like it's it's believed that that these were built over like a 20-year period with around 20,000 workers. And with that math, I didn't do this math, so if the math is wrong, don't fucking slap me in the face. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, from the math that I read, uh, to fit those time constraints with that number of blocks, there would have been a block quarried and laid every three minutes, I believe. Oh, my. What? That's not possible. Yeah. That Dude, it might be three seconds, dude. Uh, what? Uh, it's three minutes. Yeah, three minutes that per block. That can't be possible. Right. It's insane. It's insane. So, so, yeah, some people will argue that there there has been carbon dating done on the outside um, you know, the, the outside uh, stones or whatever, and the carbon dating from the bottom is different from the top. So it appears that possible that it was created over a much larger period of time, like a thousand years and shit like that. But in my opinion, if you're going to create something that's functioning, even if it was just a temple, over like a thousand year period, that would take so much cooperation. Yeah. And people's minds change in such a short period of time. I don't yeah. know if that would make sense. I believe that it would, it would probably be made by one group or one person, you know, one, Collective. one idea. Yeah. yeah. One, what, what's it called? Uh, when you have a, like one pharaoh idea. The, and the idea as well is that, is that back then, uh, I don't know the time, I don't know the, the dates of this stuff, because I, all I have is in front of me is a piece of paper. But, well, yeah, uh, there's a lot of weird dates that I'll get into. But so back then, you know, the, the, the life expectancy of a person was not 80 years old like it is today. It was like 20, 30, 40 years old. So, like, how many people would go through this idea that were alive to dead? I'm sure if they had a longer than a 20-year period, just for, you know, uh, then the idea would change and they'd want something different. But, like, I right. can't imagine it being over a 1,000 years because that no one – I mean – after a thousand years, people would be like, "That's not Gucci. That's like yeah. it's gonna. That's not hipster anymore." Well, Taylor, yeah, literally Taylor. to be doing it'd be nonstop work. I'd be like, "That would suck." Before you jump ahead, Taylor, uh, just for me in terms of relation, because I feel like I could be wrong, because I'm actually trying not to use my computer. Uh, the <laughs> the, the Sphinx the or the Pharaoh, the, the Sphinx, Sphinx is it close? Sphinx-ter? It's close to the Giza pyramid, right? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. right there in front of it. Okay, good. That's good for me to know for the rest of the podcast. Well, Thank I, you. Well, that's, uh, that's, when you talk about the Sphinx, that's one of the things that throws all the dating off of the pyramid because the pyramid, it's hard to judge its weathering, I guess, because most of its life, it was encased in a near-perfect encasement of uh, limestone on the outside, uh, so, which would be practically unweathered, you know, because it's yeah. a very, it was a smooth surface. Yeah. Um, but the Sphinx, however... It's exposed to the Ironmans. Yeah, it's exposed, and it's believed that. So the common belief is that these were built about five, like four to six thousand years ago. Okay. But then another common belief is that you must at least double that, um, based off some other factors that are going on. 
So let's say 12,000 years. And then there are more recent beliefs that are more accepted by geologists and stuff like that that looked at the weather erosion on the Sphinx itself and on the pit around it um, because there's a difference between the Sphinx. The Sphinx was carved in place from the stone that exists there. The pyramids, the stones were brought in. So the Sphinx shows the weathering that happened at the location throughout a period of time, and it's said that it needed a consistent twenty to 30,000 years of heavy rain to erode the way it has eroded. Damn. Or it was just shitty rock. Maybe they like, like they like, heavy rain above the head. Yeah, I mean its whole body. Yeah, so like where the head is, like where the sphinx is, it's clearly cut into the ground. So around it, it's like a, a rectangular hole that it's in. You know, so uh, on this little pool, if you want to call it that, that is around the sphinx, it's highly weathered. You can vis- you can visibly see the weathering. You know, it's you can look at it and be like, oh, obviously that's water erosion. And these are geologists that are judging the amount of time it would have taken to erode this type of rock, you know, to the, mm. to the state that it is. So you're saying is this technology that would be used to import these uh, huge pieces of, of rock were three minutes at a time in a time that was thousands of thousands, 10,000 years ago? Well, it's possible that the Sphinx and the pyramids were not built at the same time, but it's assumed that they were since the Sphinx is probably so old. There's no records of how the Egyptians might have built either one. There's zero records. They just, the Egyptians show up, and there's like, the thing that puts this 30,000 uh, year time frame into a possibility is because there are 20 to 30,000 years of records that the Egyptians wrote about. So they say, 20,000 years ago this happened. You know, 15,000 years ago this happened. 10,000 years ago this happened. But they're writing about the past. They're not writing about that in current time. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't write it 15,000 years ago. They wrote it 6,000 years ago, about 15,000 years ago. Right? Whoa. That's fucking wild. So, yeah, so it's confusing. And the story, like, the the Sphinx was discovered, like, more than once, multiple times. The whole thing was covered in sand multiple times. It had been dug dug out multiple times. It was covered and no one could see it for different times. Yeah. Yeah, like, one of the times that it was found, I forget who this was, like, literally tripped on it. Like, <laughs> tripped on it, stubbed my toe. What's that? Oh, let's start digging. It's a fucking head. Oh, shit, let's start digging. It's a full sphinx. Holy shit. And I guess what? at that time, you know, this pyramid's right there next to it. And there's a, I forget, the, I mean, we'll have a, a whole episode on sphinx and what is possibly around the sphinx, what its purpose is, but there's supposed to be a second sphinx. And what? that's never been found, yeah. Get out. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, so there's a tablet right in between the sphinx's paws that say all this shit about when it was discovered, and that, that it describes the second Finks and its locations, but it's not there. So, so pretty weird. What was the technology behind this? How would you, do, you, do you have the information, Taylor, of how they could have transported these rocks in there every three minutes? No. See, uh, basically, my episode today was not really talking about at all how it could have been built, um, but is really only talking about what its purpose might have been. Okay. Because we're also assuming, by this age thing that we just talked about, that the people that we know as the ancient Egyptians yeah. started at some certain time, and they wrote about times that were historic to them, but it's not it's real historical accounts. It could be just like somebody writing about stuff like we do in the Bible and stuff like that. Sure, sure, sure. sure. But it implies that the Sphinx was built twenty to 30,000 years ago, which blows all timelines out of the water. Fuck. And there's never been any explanation... You know, people say 
pulleys, uh, ramps, uh, rollers, all these different ways that the Egyptians, the, the people that we know as Egyptians, might have transported these stones, let alone quarry them. Now keep in mind, the Egyptians, they had no tools other than copper. They had copper tools, copper chisels. They didn't have steel, they didn't have iron. Uh, you know, you try and or carve something with a copper tool. You know, it's like the weakest metal there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like trying to make a gold shovel and do digging, it won't work, you know? So, so, so you're saying, like, what was the purpose of these things? Yeah, oh, so the, the assumption is that this, these were not built by the Egyptians. They were built a long time prior, and we don't even have any ability to guess who built them. But some of the factors that we have to look at is that, you know, all these ancient Egyptian sites, you know, we know what a tomb is. We found the tombs, the, you know, the Valley of the Kings. That's where all the tombs are. That's where all the pharaohs are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And inside all those pharaohs, all, all those tombs, it's elaborate hieroglyphics, elaborate paintings, all kinds of treasure, all kinds of gold. And number one, there's a pharaoh's body in there, right? And it's an obvious, you know, there's the hieroglyphic story of this pharaoh's written on the wall. The time period is known, you know what I mean? In the Great Pyramid, nobody has ever been found, and not one single hieroglyphic or painting or anything even remotely decorative has ever been found. In the pyramid, really? In the pyramid, yeah. I did find one little thing that said there was one painting in this motherfucker, but I do not believe this one slight little bit, so I won't even mention it. Well, then, well, if, if it's not meant for decoration or for a burial site, the fuck is it for? Yeah, what the fuck it, is it? Yeah. Isn't there a king's chamber inside of the Giza Pyramid? I thought that yeah, was Yeah, so happened. there are several chambers in there. One of them's called the king's chamber. One of them's called the queen's chamber. But obviously those are just, when it was originally found, they're like, oh, this must be the king's chamber. You know? And uh, the, the actual queen's chamber wasn't found until like the 1990s or so. So it went a long time just assuming that Oh, this is the greatest pharaoh that's ever lived. Um, it's that that was his tomb inside of the king's chamber. There is a sarcophagus, what is thought to be a sarcophagus, um, but it's unclear whether it's a it's not the size of a human body. Uh, B, there's no lid. Uh, it's assumed what? that maybe the what? lid had been taken at taken at some point. But it's also believed that it's possible that this sarcophagus was brought in at some point. Because it does not fit the same specs as, like, everything else, that, else that's built there. Could you imagine rolling up, like, as an archaeologist yeah. or geologist Fucking or yeah. whoever rolls up, you see that you find this pyramid. But obviously, it's, you know, it's the seventh wonder of the world or whatever. Yeah. You see this pyramid. You're like, this is it. Everything that we've been searching for, this is it. Yeah. You find a way inside. You Brendan Fraser that shit. You go inside. <laughs> And you're looking around, and you're like, okay, cool, we're in. Let's figure this out. Okay, the way these pyramids work, okay, we got a king's chamber, great. Let's go in here. Maybe we found, you know, toots. We found toot in common. We found somebody. <laughs> and you go in in there, and there's nothing. There's nothing in the walls. Absolutely nothing. There's an empty sarcophagus without a lid that's uh, at too that small. At that point, I'd be very afraid. Like, what? <laughs> like, what do you do? Uh, get the fuck out. What, well, who so, was there before, and where is everything? Yeah, who the fuck and where? So there are all kinds of weird, right? Like every major person in history stumbled upon these things. Napoleon wrote about them. Oh my God, they're amazing. You know, he traveled up to the king's chamber. I think if you get up in the king's chamber, you can see these people's signatures. You know, they wrote on the fucking wall, you know, when they were there, like crazy. But 
one of the weird things that is kind of a side note, um, it is noted that there's all kinds of illustrations and notes in like Greek stuff where they talk about the interior of the pyramid where it was had to have been mapped out and known at some point. And somewhere along the lines that became not real knowledge. And I can't remember the year, but the first person to apparently break in um, was a pharaoh. I guess he was a pharaoh. Cartif is what they called him. But his last awesome. name was Al Amin, Al Aman. And basically, him and his he and his team, what they say is that they tunneled in from the side and they went into a straight line just as far as they could until they heard this giant crash off in the distance. And they said, Whoa, that must be where we need to go. There must be a shaft over there or an opening. That's the direction that we're gonna dig. So they continue to dig. And they get into this place where you would kind of need to see a diagram of these shafts and the way they intersect. But they basically come into the first main intersection of this shaft that goes, that splits from where the shafts go down and the shafts go up. Shaft goes down to the queen's chamber, shaft goes up to the king's chamber and the other resonant halls. So they somehow tunnel straight in and hit this intersection perfectly. And then they like fight around some blocks or whatever, uh, move some big old blocks, and then they make their way up to the king's chamber. And they get all the way to the king's chamber, and they say they don't find anything other than this sarcophagus with no lid, right? But what's fucking weird about this is the place where they dug in is like 150 feet, 200 feet below where there was a mythological, if you will, actual entrance to the pyramid, and it's what? said that this entrance, which has been found, you can see it in pictures now, um, the actual entrance, about halfway up on the pyramid, has, is supposedly has a swinging door, like a latched swinging door. And you what? pick the right what? rock, you swing it open with like very little resistance. What the fuck? And that lets you down in here. I don't know if that swinging door... I mean, it, the, that whole area is gone. They've excavated all the stones around where this entrance was, so where that swinging door was could have been is gone and now you just see the entrance okay, so the okay. idea is that this Al Aman guy or whoever knew he heard the stories he'd seen a diagram he knew that there was an entrance right around there and that he somehow must have tunneled in like if he knew the entrance was there why didn't he just go to the entrance right. if it was so easy why is he tunneling in 150 feet below it right so the idea is that he did know where that entrance was he went in through the entrance with his team, got all the way up to the king's chamber, found something in the king's chamber that could have been placed in this sarcophagi, uh -huh. and then <laughs> you yeah. know, broke the lid off, broke the lid open, took whatever was in there out, takes it back down, uh, down through the, through the shafts, and instead of having to then take it from that intersection back up to go out the entrance where they came in, Maybe that would be too much work. It can't go up. They haven't had to go up at any point with whatever this heavy object is. So instead, they dig a tunnel straight outwards just to the outside wall of the tunnel, building a new tunnel. So assuming that they found something that was really heavy, they could have come in the door, went up there and got it, and then dug out a new path to get it out, which is a pretty interesting thing. Which is just a side note. That was just like a side thing that I came upon, which I thought was really cool. I just what? don't understand what the point... What like, is so the like, point of this fucking thing? Yeah. 
I don't, and so this isn't like a, a, a graveyard. This isn't like a, a mm. weird cemetery. This is a huge structure. It's the a, largest standing structure today. Is it really? Right? Well, no. I don't know about mass-wise. Maybe so. But uh, it was the tallest structure until the uh, Eiffel Tower. Yeah, I feel like like it's way easier to build something that is hollowed inside like a, a building rather than like a structure like you know, the pyramids. But yeah, like the math alone with the blocks and the amount of time, that's like the crazy part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still Big they, base. I'm just I just don't fucking understand why. This podcast is also sponsored by Future Monsters, a premier apparel store with pop culture and horror focus. Each product is handmade with quality materials, so not only does it look good, but it feels so so good. No mass-produced cheap garbage here, with designs inspired by King Kong, the Wolfman, and much more. These shirts are a must for every occasion, whether it be nightclubbing, metal shows, weddings, and of course, our favorite, podcasting. Head over to futuremonsters.com and enter the code HYBRO, that's a capital H-Y-B-R-O, at checkout to save 10% on your next purchase. We know we'll be doing that as soon as possible. So the why about this? So the this uh, the Giza Plateau and this pyramid specifically is on the geographic center, the exact center of the Earth's landmass. Take all of Earth's landmass, and I guess draw a grid. This pyramid is the exact center of all landmass. Wait, what do you mean center? Yeah, it's hard for me to understand. I looked at it on a map. Apparently, if you look at the right map, because I guess you could look at plenty of maps yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah. it's not the center. Um, Apparently, there's a way to explain it to where this is the most central point. I guess if you go east to the to the farthest piece of land and to the west to the farthest piece of land, yeah. I guess the stretch of ocean opposite you is greater, I guess. Huh. So that would make this the center. Not quite sure, but it has been stated, I read it multiple times, that this is the exact center. Not, a, the f- not a, a roundabout center, but the exact center of the Earth's landmass. How the landmass. fuck did they know that? How the fuck did they know that? And as a matter of fact... When uh, modern map makers and timekeepers were trying to declare where the prime meridian is, it was first going to be right there at the pyramid, because that was the most logical point, being the center of all land. People, people today in land surveying take a, a, a tripod and a theodolite on top of it and have to map out different like cities and their fucking geography. But these yeah. freaking like Egyptians just knew that shit. <laughs> I yeah. Well, we're, I'm having to assume. That these weren't Egyptians. That these, this is far before Egyptian times. Okay. That's what I'm imagining. I'm not quite sure. Who knows? So you're, saying, you you're know? saying it was like a different civilization and the Egyptians just happened to live there and they just like all They're just the ones that came about. Yeah. Okay. So the first first. There are several different methods being proposed as to how this machine may be used, but most point towards being some sort of a power generator that harnesses the power of the earth to then be broadcast and received across the globe. One very big indication of this, uh, that the pyramid was used as a power-generating machine, is its position in relation to the Nile River and Egypt's underground water table. So, So, saying they they harness the power of rivers to give power? Okay, so, well, it sits, the Great Pyramid, the Giza Plateau, it sits above a natural aquifer, Okay. And aquifer basically a system of limestone caves, caverns, um, areas that water can flow through, and the water table, which now still runs through this area, but at the time 
the Nile River was like eight miles closer to the pyramids than they are, and it actually touched the pyramids. It oh, went really? right up to the pyramids, meaning that the water was moving constantly in that area, especially at the water table. You know, it's, it's moving up and down all the time. And not only that, but apparently the Nile River would, um, would totally go down and then flood once a year. So that would also you know, amplify this movement of water that's going through the water table underneath the Giza Plateau. Okay? One thing that this does in a natural aquifer, when this water is pulsing, essentially pulsing through these rocks, it creates what is called electrostasis. And in water, electrostasis is when it splits into hydrogen and oxygen. And then that hydrogen and oxygen can then be manipulated by the mechanical properties of the uh, pyramid to create energy. Well, that's fucking wild. This is like, it's just uh, the whole, the whole damn thing. That's what? like the world's biggest charger. <laughs> like the yeah, world's biggest it's battery. It's a, it's a giant battery. <laughs> right. So I can sit here. I can act like I understand the process, but like I told you guys earlier, I oh, want wait. to understand this shit. I want Are to you... understand the electronics of this, but I will try to explain it. They taught whoever the 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 people who found the pyramid, the Egyptians or people who made it, they taught them how that shit works. But today in the twenty first century, right, so like thousands of years afterwards, we don't even understand how volts and and like like amperage works. And this yeah. is like dealing with like quantum levels of this. Yeah, our common dude speak is like, yeah, man, I like I know what vol- like I know my my pedal, my fuzz pedal needs nine volts of power. I don't know what the fuck that means. I even took I, I took a year of electronic en- electrical engineering, and I got no fucking clue, man. It was in one ear out the other, and I feel like I'm a smart dude who's willing to understand this shit. It's just it's not easy to comprehend, you know. I know people who don't understand ACDC power. You know, they don't understand like the difference between. I mean, two. some people just don't like bland rock music. I don't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bird, I like ACDC. I like okay. ACDC. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, it was a joke. Uh, it was there. I remember. <laughs> I remember hearing a theory. Uh, a while ago, specifically about the Giza pyramid complex. Yeah. Because uh, there are two neighboring pyramids, correct? Right, yeah. There are three pyramids there. This is the biggest of them. And don't they, al- as far as like yeah, the whole align. power thing, don't they align with Orion's belt? They do indeed. Okay. They do indeed. And they're not I the remember only, hearing uh, that. Several, like the... The South American Mayan pyramids. Also, <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it's the Temple of the Sun. Uh, it aligns to the same exact thing. It's the same exact three pyramids in a row. Some people also try and say, oh, yeah, it's the exact fucking way that Ram is laid out on a motherboard. Like, I don't know, whatever. But it does, it does seem to be the same orientation as Orion's belt, size and positioning. In both of those cases, size, right? And then that, yeah, would basically... like it's three different stars of three different sizes, three different pyramids, three oh. different sizes in the correct. Yeah, position. but then again, yeah. how the fuck did they know that? How the I, fuck do they, they know that? Yeah, they, this could be built by somebody so long ago that we're not. Maybe we're not talking human. You know? That's what I'm saying. Maybe it's not human if we're talking about the correlation of Orion's belt over the Giza pyramid, and then it being or over the, the Giza pyramid complex, and it being some form of power. Yeah. Why would humans need to create power? What would they need to power if they don't have anything to power? Yeah. Well, what if there's something else that is creating this and has been helping our society and our civilization? 
by saying we can invest here's something to investigate and it helps pave the way for technological advancements that maybe this was supposed to be left in the dust maybe this was supposed to be lost we just take from it what we need to they give us the bits like giving a kid giving a kid a pencil and saying write your name you know like you empower them to do that what if this was essentially something else more advanced than us saying we're going to empower you with this do with it what you will but it could be yeah it could be also possible that whoever those people who are doing the empowering had no real not like even thought that people would exist here again maybe they're from Orion's belt or what is Polaris or whatever maybe they're from Orion's belt they built these pyramids on here on the earth in several places in the same orientation to be some kind of a power generator that's like a set it and forget it it'll do its thing they can go back and maybe they do that all over the solar system all over the universe and have all these different power stations that are just somehow providing power to the home base wherever that is and even if it's not directly going to the home base it's like okay this this uh, configuration here is to tell you where home base was but this power that it's generating from the earth reaches out so far of a distance or whatever it could be harnessed from a certain distance away and you know so it's like okay power for this sector of the universe or whatever you know i don't know it's yeah the whole thing i, I... I, I remember reading, and I, I don't know off the top of my head, and Taylor, you might know because you've done the research on this, but I even the Egyptians, there's a lot of space related to what they're discussing. And with Orion's Belt, with those specific things, maybe they just were interested in space because, and if they were, if we're talking about constellations and shit, what if I mean? How close is the con- the Leo constellation constellation to Orion's Belt? Mm-hmm. And does the Sphinx have to do with the constellation Leo? Well, yeah, I guess uh, some people were trying to date the Sphinx in the past by, okay, where would uh, where would Leo be in the sky at this certain period of time? And it's like, oh, well, if it was here, then maybe that's when they built the Sphinx, and why? You know, but I don't know. Right. If the, I, I think those might just be thoughts. I don't know if that's. Any, I don't know but, if they've actually used that to date it. You know, the the thought though that they anybody any civilization would make a structure that massive, that grand, for the purpose of doing, we're going to do it to encapsulate the stars. Like that's not a purpose. Well, maybe it was convenient that is, for yeah. them. That's convenient for them to build things that are that under massive. constellations. Like maybe it was a position that because it was a risk to touch down on Earth, because it was such a massive planet. Maybe that's the place that's guar- that guarantees them that they can get on and off the planet. Right. So they yeah. They have this recognizable symbol that yeah. is Orion's mm-hmm. belt on Earth, and it's like, okay, not only is it on one place, but it's on the opposite side of the Earth too. So, okay, right. so they're they're people when they come near, they're like, okay, that's uh, that's the American flag. I can go there. Yeah, it's you how know? we use the North Star. It's how long, long ago when hunter gatherers existed, it's how they always knew North. What? So it seems like the most popular idea, though, is that this power would not necessarily be harnessed by people from far away, but that this power would be harnessed from people on Earth. And I'll try to explain how one of these theories works using the electrolysis thing. And so basically it involves the water that's constantly moving under the pyramid in these aquifers in a natural way. It's constantly moving, going up and down. Um in conjunction with the water that is supplied by the Nile's uh, close proximity, it 
has a natural electrolysis, which is aided by the fact that all of the interior shafts and all of the interior rooms, um, chambers, if you will, they were made out of granite. And black, granite. Speci- <laughs> black granite. Black granite. And this black granite is a special mm-hmm. kind of granite that was very high in quartz. Okay. And so what happens in electrolysis, electrolysis is that uh, it breaks something down into its compounds, into its components. So water, electrolysis of water, breaks it into hydrogen and oxygen. And do there are diagrams of this shit where you can watch. They'll, they'll show you exactly how the whole thing could work if it were indeed this. Shows you where water gets pumped naturally, um, where things combust, where things resonate. So basically it would be a pressurized system with several chambers tuned to specific frequencies and numerous tuned shafts as well. Ah. And the first major step of this process is in the queen's chamber, uh, which also happens to be the geographic center of the pyramid itself. Like the 3D center of the pyramid is where the queen's chamber is. Yeah, maybe not a coincidence. Maybe the pyramid being in the center of the earth, this queen's chamber being in the center of that, Maybe that means something. She is the center. So, <laughs> it is in this chamber that the hydrogen and oxygen are officially split into positively and negatively charged ions. The negative ions then cool, travel back down into the underground aquifers to be regenerated and recycled into the system. And the positively charged would travel up into the grand gallery where it would resonate and the resonation would create heat. And this is called thermoacoustics, I guess. And in this grand gallery, there would be a system of resonators, um, which would be tuned to very specific frequencies to basically eliminate frequencies from going past it. You sound into so the king's smart chamber. Right now. <laughs> I'm trying, man. <laughs> I'm fucking trying, dude. You're blowing my mind. <laughs> this is I, I'm following you, Taylor, but you guys sound like a goddamn scientist. Right? <laughs> I failed math class, so this is not going well for me. You keep going. So, well, basically, in the grand gallery, where all these resonators are, these things would be resonating at certain you know, chosen frequencies, where the resonation gets so great that it combusts, and that's called uh, thermoacoustics, where the heat, the 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 resonance creates heat. The heat combusts. When it combusts, it enters the king's chamber. And then the king's chamber, if you look at pictures of it, and if you, rec- if you know what a heat, a heat sink is, the king's chamber kind of resembles a heat sink. It has all these granite stacks that seem to be meant to collect the heat and let it disperse from there and kind of getting rid of the heat energy. But what's left is this other kind of energy. I don't know what they're calling it. Electro something. It's some kind of electricity that is created from that point that is directed directly up. And then sitting on top of the pyramid at one point was believed to be solid pyramid of gold on the very top. And it is believed that this energy that is directed towards the solid gold piece of pyramid would then be dispersed into the sky. And then the outer casing was this, you know, this white limestone, which was apparently so nice and so tight that its purpose was to contain all this electronic, a lot of all this electricity that was happening inside of it basically as an insulator, and then all the limestone that's inside, as we found out in the Coral Castle, limestone is a conductor. So there's certain types of limestone. We have these two different types of limestone. The one on the outside is an insulator. The one on the inside of the pyramid 
is a conductor, okay. and then all the granite that Black is granite. lining the chambers and channels or whatever, it is all super conduct like not a super conductor, but it's hella conductive. Okay. And it also aids in the ionization uh, in the electrolysis. So basically, what it boils down is electricity is generated from the conversion of heat into sound and then into electricity. That's like the nuts and bolts of it. Okay. And then you ask, well, where, where, Taylor? Where the fuck would this electricity go? And why do they need those? And where is it? Yeah, where yeah, is the? What is it going? necessary where's, for? Yeah, what is it necessary? So in 1897, our old pal Nikola Tesla patented oh, a process yeah. stating that at 30,000 feet above the Earth's surface lives the ionosphere, an atmosphere that naturally conducts electric, electricity at high volts. His Wardenclyffe Tower, which began construction, I believe, 1903, took about 15 years or something, uh, would emit electricity into this airspace and was collected by another device and would convert that electricity into smaller, more usable currents. Okay. Um, and it is also apparent that Wardenclyffe Tower was also built over a natural aquifer and used similar methods to harness the naturally occurring electricity of the Earth in the same way that they're proposing the pyramid power plant would work. So essentially... All the research that I've been doing is saying that a Tesla coil, what you know as the Wardenclyffe Tower, mm-hmm. would be the exact same thing as the Giza pyramid being used as a power plant. You're fucking my brain up right now. So yeah, it's essentially, I mean, it, it does the same exact thing as what these people are saying. It was placed here, so th- there was no necessity for it when it was made, the Giza pyramid. And it was put here to pave the way and con- and start conducting and creating enough electricity with that that atmosphere or whatever to basically help get us to the point where we are now with the... Like a jump start? Yeah. I think that's a possibility, but what I more subscribe to is, you know, if you look at, like, like I know you've been out somewhere in the woods maybe randomly and you've seen a car that's like, dude, how did this car get way out here? There's no roads. Or just some example where you've seen something out in the middle of fucking nowhere or just a dilapidated house, you know? Like, these structures, when they're made out of metal, wood, they don't last very long. Like, if you see pictures of the Titanic, it's over 50% gone right now. And, of course, it's underwater, so that's more uh, erosion. Erosion. But that's just an idea. Like, everything made out of metal that we know of, in 10,000 years or so, it's probably going to be gone. And I watched a study that, or I watched something on YouTube earlier today, a study on YouTube, <laughs> that said that in 10,000 years, the only structure on Earth that will probably be around, that's man-made, would be the Hoover Dam. And the, it would it be crumbling at, you know, well, it's just made out of cement and stone, you know? So it's, it's basically like anything made out of metal is not going to last. Obviously, nothing made out of wood is going to last. Only things that are strictly made out of stone are going to be there. So there's really no reason to believe that this stone structure, since we have no idea how it could be built, literally, every time someone tells you that, oh, the building of the pyramid has been debunked, dude, slap in the face, because they are not correct. Like, we've all looked at this a thousand times. Like, there's nothing that explains how the pyramids have been built. We don't know that they're, how they were built. They could have been here for millions of years. Millions. There's no way to know. It's possible that Somebody was on the planet far before us, and there have been plenty of artifacts found that are millions of years old that are obviously man-made things that they can't right. explain how did this get there. 
Like there have been like this bell that was found in a completely encased lump of coal, like a metal bell. I find it weird that artifacts they find are very much things that we would see today, but whatever. I don't know. I guess we, like we talked about earlier, you can rediscover things more than once. But Like America. Yeah. Well, I subscribe (laughs) to the fact that these things could have been built a fuck ton, like way long ago, longer than, you know, any of our human history will allow. And we just stumbled upon it. And that it's a naturally occurring system, like, it could, if all the things were in place, it could still work. But it just doesn't, because people came along, they had no use for electricity. Until, in 1934, in Iraq, I sure, I'm sure you guys have heard of the Baghdad Battery. No. Okay, so in 1934, <laughs> <laughs> in Iraq, uh, there were several clay pots that were found uh, that come from Egyptian times. They have been dated. They have organic material in there that has been dated uh, to the Egyptian times. Basically, they're clay pots with copper tubes oh. and an iron rod. And you combine that with uh, like an acid, like a fruit juice, like a citrus yeah, 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 juice. Yeah, 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 and it'll give you power. It'll give you power, yeah. And it's said that these can create up to like four volts, which is much more than... It's actually like, like almost quadruple what it takes to start electrolysis in water. Um, but it's commonly thought that that's how they did electroplating of gold. Hmm. So they, it's thought that they had, uh, A, they had a use for electricity. Obviously, they were making these batteries. But aside from that, I- I've heard this debunked in several ways, but in all of these pyramids, there's no soot on the walls and the ceiling that would indicate that torches were used to light the way. And I've, I've heard this debunked in many different ways, but that's something that you can hold on to, saying, hey, it's possible that Egyptians did have something that resembles a flashlight. And there's actually a place... The city, I think it's called Dendera, and there are temples there, which the way I saw it described was that this city was the place in Egypt where knowledge was kept, and knowledge was transferred to person to person. But then and, I would subscribe to the idea, Taylor, that if there was something like that, like flashlights or technology they were using that wouldn't you know, have soot, we should find those things. We should be yeah, finding no, those things. Yeah, that is true. We should find those things, and those haven't been found. That's the argument. Um, but we did find a bag that battery, and there are hieroglyphics in uh, one of these temples in Dendera that show, it's very hard to argue that these things aren't light bulbs that it shows. Okay. It's very hard to argue this. Um, you just have to see it yourself and, um, to see what it is. And it even kind of depicts, which I think is kind of funny, it, it depicts electricity, what you would say that they're saying is electricity. It depicts them as serpents, which I think is a cool parallel to, uh, you know, if everything is based off frequency electricity, energy, wouldn't the serpent, like, that's like the the guardian of the knowledge, right? He wanted us to, to eat the apple. It's like Was the it? knowledge is this knowledge of the natural ways of the world that have been suppressed, not only our entire lives, but in simple ways, like GE and Edison, are suppressing the fact that they have a light bulb that would last over 100 years. The same exact thing. Same exact way Wardenclyffe Tower was shut the fuck down because they couldn't make enough money on it. You know, they can't make how, like, everything we know is based off of energy creation, and that's how people make their money. And if, if we didn't have these massive companies who are the biggest companies in the world, the richest people in the known world ever, were controlling the electricity, why would they not want to shut down free electricity? This basically is talking about free electricity. That's what Tesla was trying to do. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
So one of the things about the pyramids is like, well, where would they, how would they receive this energy? Well, one thought is that these obelisks that are in every major area in, it, in Egypt could possibly be a, a receiver of some sort. Okay. Yeah, so that's like, oh, that's because, you know, Tesla had to have a separate device to receive this energy that he right. was transmitting. So the Egyptians yeah. so, would need a separate thing as well. It's so intricate. There's so many, like, well, how would they use this? Well, here's the, the, the reason why. Right? How could they store this energy? And there's always a fucking reason. And that's blowing me out of the water right now. Because in my mind, like, I can't figure out why, how the hell I have a, a, a battery charger that, that can store, you know, energy in a Tesla battery and charge my phone, let alone a yeah. freaking pyramid that was bay this long ago. I just... I can't subscribe to the idea that they would know that. I'm sorry. We're going back to that, that concept, but I don't know. I agree with you, though. I mean, it doesn't seem like the Egyptians knew that kind of stuff. It seems like the people that we're talking about aren't the Egyptians. I, I, I stumble on this fact all the fucking time that this can't be real. It, I, I have to get this timeline right in my head that the Egyptians didn't – the Make wheel it. was not invented yet? Like, is that real? I've Wait, always – yeah, I've always known uh, to be fact that – during the time of the Egyptians, the wheel had not been yet created. Like the uh, axle, a wheel, an axle and a ball bearing, you know, which does not make sense to me. No, that's just like a damn business. How could they have, I've heard the, the, I've heard the pulley argument. I've heard, you know, uh, cylinders that they transport the things on like yeah. aren't essentially a conveyor so belt of wheels. The cylinder could still work. That wouldn't be an axle, but a pulley would contain an axle. The whole thing. And no pulleys it, have ever been found there. It doesn't but. make sense because the wheel was invented. In 3500 BC, the Great Pyramid of Giza was constructed between 2580 and 2560 BC. Is that earlier or later? It's later. Okay. Oh, okay. And humans discovered fire, like controlled fire, anywhere between 230,000 years ago and 1.4 or 1.5 million years ago. So who's to say with the Giza Pyramid that they didn't have some form of light that wasn't fire because that's a lot right. of time to go by. They're building, quote-unquote, they're building these advanced civilizations. How did they not figure out how to have more than just fire because these people had to build at night? There's no way. Well, three minutes, uh, yeah. I mean, no yeah. Could, I don't know if that calculation to. takes into account day and night. I'm not sure. I it's don't think it does. Hot. It's too damn hot during the day. <laughs> too in, damn in, hot. In the desert? <laughs> too <Yeah>. damn hot. <laughs> only, only slaves actually worked on the pyramids, apparently, so they didn't give a shit. Well, this was also, yeah, there's no evidence that slaves ever worked on it. There's what? also, have, yeah, there's yeah. no evidence of that. It, it, some people think that those were just regular people and that was their every, job. Every fucking thing I've been taught about these pyramids is wrong. You've been taught yeah, wrong. Like, think yeah, about how many people worked on it. A lot of the things that people it. take as fact are like, assumed because it had to have been this way to get to the outcome that they're trying to tell you, you know? Yeah. People work jobs. They, they were, those were, those were jobs. And if like, you have to value the people who are building because if you build during the day and whether they are slaves, whether they are jobs, like if you don't get to give them enough breaks, they're going to overheat and die. Lifespan was well, already it, so short. It was already so short. Yeah. That it's like, but how do also you build that, that much? And then how do you see at nighttime? We're also assuming that, uh, well, back then there was no pollution or light pollution, so I'm sure that the, the moon would illuminate the vast majority of land rather than today. Where, but enough to lay yeah, you're right. Well, that you know, specifically? We're also and assuming so, that the Egyptians built it, and we were talking about Yeah, that's the big about, assumption. Yeah, that, we're, that they didn't, because I would— They had none I of the tools that it might have taken. Exactly. I would describe that it was a, a, 
a civilization that was pre-Egyptian, but had better technology? Is that fucking crazy? Right. I mean, that has to be possible if we know of all these other circumstances where knowledge did exist. There was certainly a Dark Ages where shit was forgotten. I I, I heard something the other day, like perspective painting or perspective drawing in itself had to be rediscovered. Like there is a huge gap in time where no perspective art exists. In the dark, like in the dark ages, no perspective art exists. So you're saying that way back then there was technology, and then we forgot it, and then for whatever later reason on we rediscovered. But it. maybe it's yeah. not that. Maybe it's just the the idea of copying. Like there are people who have been creating. I mean, we live in a in a society where that's what people do. They create. You know, think about streaming right. streaming services. Like we saw the birth of streaming services, and now everyone is doing it. You have Hulu and YouTube and Disney and. Uh, Amazon and Netflix, they're all copying from each other. Maybe this is a situation where people were doing this but didn't know how to market it correctly. Therefore, they lost out on it and someone else came in and said, well, I'm going to claim that I that I started this. So this is my right. invention. And they're the one who actually saw it through. I mean, how many times have you thought of something that you're like, that you've seen years later and like, Fuck, if I would have pursued that, I'd be a millionaire. I can't tell you guys how many legitimate fucking ideas I've had. But I'm sure everyone has these ideas, and it's not about the idea, it's about the follow-through. But, like, e-cigarettes, dude? In high school, I was telling everybody about this fucking revolutionary idea that I had that was, oh, dude, it's like, you could have nicotine in it if you wanted, but there's no smoke. It's like this mechanical thing. You just press the button. The smoke goes into your mouth. Blah, 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 blah. It's like healthy for some fucking reason. <laughs> so I was telling everybody about this shit. Years later, it pops up. Not only that, man. Fucking uh, Eat24 and all those food places. I was trying to get loans to start this shit before I moved to California. Several years before it started. And now it's the people who started that shit are multimillionaires. What you're saying is that the people who cheat her like scammed you were Egyptians? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, you know, not even outside of the global consciousness thought where, yeah, there is definitely in my mind a possibility that we're all tapping in to this same ether that our thoughts can flow through unconsciously and then we're pulling from and we're contributing to all the time. But aside from that, like, we all do live in the same world. We all live with the same, basically the same tools so why wouldn't we be thinking of similar um, like ways to get out of our problems? You know, and if you're someone who's into electricity and you're working on electricity, you're working on new ways to do it, and you thought of the thing free energy, why wouldn't you think of ways to do it? And if there is a real way to do it, if multiple people are working on it, why wouldn't they stumble upon the actual way to do it? You know? And that's, I believe at the same time AC current was invented by Tesla, there was another dude uh, in across the pond who was applying for the same patents. We, obviously with no knowledge of each other. So it's, it's like, like, you know, things happen at similar times. I don't know why, but maybe it's people are just thinking of the same things, you know. Maybe there's a global consciousness. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really wild, dude. But I want to go to Egypt, dude. So fucking bad. Is that our first thing? It's Taylor with like fucking camel, like riding camelback. He has a he Patreon. Has, yeah, he's We're going, going to the get pyramid. us there. If you get us there, I don't know. Maybe do you guys? Maybe I'll climb up it. I do don't you guys know. believe in like mummies and shit like that? Like in the? What do you, do you believe mean? in like spirits in Giza? 
Yeah, Sarah's as there? a kid, I always grew up knowing that like like all those little, like sarcophagi guys and sarcophagi girls were undead, <laughs> encapsulated <up>. in <laughs> the fucking pyramid. Yeah, no, I believe that. I don't know. I never believed that, but yeah, I always thought mummies were cool. I'd be like, oh, tight. Yeah, in Sarcophagiza, I have a feeling that we could find some Sarcophagiza. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this has lived on. This yeah, it's so good. Live on. Do we know anything about that petition that these people were oh, trying yeah. to did sign they, about that did they, Yeah, oh, the, the, the booty juice. juice. <laughs> the, the booty juice. Booty juice. <laughs> For those of you don't know, a couple episodes ago, we found out that there was a sarcophagus that was found in Alexandria, Street Alexandria, that had uh, some kind of weird uh bodily fluids that mixed with sewer water or whatever and therefore it was like pharaoh punch is what they people were trying say to say it mixed with sewer water they're yeah uh, they gotta prove it to me they gotta prove it to me so oh weird say, weird yeah. side note about alexandria before we get out of here uh apparently there was a lighthouse in alexandria that was powered 24 hours a day i i say the word power as if it obviously used electricity but i don't know some people think maybe it was a, a receptor of this uh Sent this electricity, and that's how it powered its way. Hmm. I've never talked to any of the uh, lighthouse attendants, so I don't know. Uh, hmm. oh, they, they, how, how is the uh, petition going? 33,000 signatures. How many do you need? I don't know. Until people, I think they've already drained it at this point, so it's uh, just too late. They drained the booty juice? It's too late. Whack. Uh, it's nasty. Anyways. The damage is done. What a waste of time. No, I, I want to go to Giza. I want to go to the Giza Pyramid. I want to so see the. The Phoenix uh, or Sphinx. Here's the problem with that. You go there, it's not only all sand. Like you're outside of Egypt, and you can see it from Egypt, and it's all hot, and you can so you can get things. There's a city there, but you go out there and you you see it, and that's it. <laughs> no, like, we gotta experience I don't know, it. Man. Can you even go in it? Is that even yes, legal? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't is. know how you. I don't know how you become part of that, but I would love to go inside. I would climb all the way up to the king's chamber if they would let us. Um, we could also. I know a guy who has been in. Uh, he went, he, he's been there several times. Uh, he's actually got a channel called Adept Initiatives. It's pretty cool stuff. Talks about a lot of crazy shit. But, dude, I saw a picture of him. He said when he was there the first time, he went rogue, and he fucking climbed up halfway up the pyramid, dude. And I, I, ha- I saw the picture. I saw the fucking picture of him halfway up on this pyramid, dude. He really did it. That's what? fucking dangerous. He apparently, that's, that's long prison time. Apparently, but he did it. It was fucking tight. You know him. You know him. I know. I I worked with him one time. Yeah, he was like a friend of a friend. Hey, get him on a call. Get him. <laughs> yeah, get him on a call. He'd probably make <laughs> us look really dumb when he's still. We're talking about Egyptian stuff. <laughs> uh, Very possibly. Man, that's crazy. So what? I mean, what's the conclusion here? Like, what's hey. the? Uh, yeah. So, Nick, do you think? Do you think the Egyptians yeah. made at the pyramids? Personally, I don't think the Egyptians made the pyramids. I think they were there long, long, long before the Egyptians came about. Agreed. You know? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, if everything you're putting forth to there is fact, I agree. There's no way that they could have, with the tools we found, that they yeah. could have done it. But and then it again, little, well, oh, sorry, a little side note. I, I didn't mention <laughs> that the exact dimensions of the Ark of the Covenant, Covenant would fit inside of the sarcophagus in the king's chamber. And not only that, but the, the dimensions of the king chamber also match the descriptions of the chamber, I believe in Solomon's Temple or wherever it was uh, kept. Yeah, same dimensions. It's fucking what? Side note. Yeah, so one of the thoughts is that Alamon guy fucking took the Ark of the Covenant out of it, straight out of that sarcophagus. And but that's just a side else. note. Yeah. Huh. No, I was saying, 
Wow. Even though I believe that it was a pre Side note. a pre-built uh thing before the Egyptians, then again, we still should have found tools unless yeah. with there there's some kind of Armageddon and I don't know. I mean the tools could have eroded and stuff. If, I mean if if the Sphinx scenario is true and there was that much water that was coming in, I mean the tools erodes. could have copper yeah. erodes really it fast. Could have eroded or it could have been swept elsewhere. Yeah, and the then when you know when we it. build a building, you know we use scaffolding and shit, and we take that scaffolding down, and we don't ever see it. You know, it's like so maybe there are things that it they put, use that we're like, ah, oh, yeah, we're gonna get rid of them now. How did the Egyptians die? We're gonna go build something else. What? Well, they didn't die. They're still there. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I, I mean, the Egypt is. is I, I, I know. There's <laughs> Egyptians. Just making Egyptians. Sure. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I guess they I had thought a revolution. That, I thought the people that built the pyramids died off. When I was a kid, I was like, whoever built them, built them, and then that civilization stopped. And only we found that they were built a long time after. Essentially, that, I believe, that's my belief. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. I would love, I don't know if this has been done before, and if it has, I apologize for suggesting it, but I would love if there was a build crew or some something, a group of archaeologists that found a way to fund uh, an actual building of a pyramid the way huh. using the materials that they did and actually studying it and yeah. studying how quickly they build how it how it go, like logistically how it would all work i think people because, have done that and that's why the question still is there because it those kind of studies didn't prove anything other than make sense. holy shit yeah the math doesn't work like because they'll show you how you can move real big things but we know they didn't have pulleys they didn't use some of these things that they maybe would have to have. You know, so it's right. still a question. It's like, well, they still couldn't have done it. I know that we could build one today. Right. But, What's know. all the arch- it's it's the architecture question as a whole. I think the the idea of architecture is very confusing to me. You know, you think about pyramids and castles and all of these specific things that you're using material like stone and and all that jazz like it just doesn't make sense how advanced it seems now with you know with what we're doing we're just building out of wood and cheat sheets basically is how we build houses and homes and how we structure buildings with metal and all of that like it all the reinforcements seem tangible and too easy whereas back then it's like how the hell did they build some of the most advanced pieces of architecture ever right like, it, we still, today, we live in a lot of broken systems where we still operate in these broken systems or a dead-end system. I mean, we build with steel and iron that you know has to be replaced at some point. Like, if right. we are indeed going to live forever, or our civilization, why would we continue to build structures that we know we're going to have to replace? Like, maybe that was figured out a long time ago. Maybe the type of people that we're talking about who built this thing, maybe they had the foresight to be like, guys, we can't, we can't keep moving in a dead direction. We have to figure out what's going to sustain us and move in that direction. Even if it's not right off the bat success, that's the direction you have to go because inevitably that's the only way to continue growing without right. stumping yourself into a dead end. Well, it's growable materials, and that's the and and I and it, it, this is a perfect segue back to how we started this podcast or this episode. Um, doll hairs, doll hairs, <laughs> lots of doll hairs. <laughs> uh, it's interesting because it does. It sounded like we kind of went off on a tangent in the beginning, but it's brought us all full circle. Is that sure? Pyramids out of stone and castles out of stone 
they can stand for a long period of time without aging, and that makes sense. Sure. But eventually, like, stone does not regrow. Right. Well, no, I, no, I mean, like, you can't grow a stone, but you can find stones that are being think made about, like... Okay, so think about it's a bad example. I mean, it's a good example. Yeah, I just just volcanoes make what? stone every day. Stalactites. Hey, stalagmites. <laughs> yeah, that, but that's think about stone. I don't know if those are rocks. Yeah, I guess they are. Think about how many freestanding buildings there are. Yeah. Houses, shops, yeah. buildings. Yeah. All of those things, eventually, we would completely deplete the earth from safe resources uh, and, and, and obtain and attain obtainable resources like stone if we kept yeah. up with yeah i guess the so, metals that does make sense yeah i metals, disagree no what the fuck what do you well, mean metals, no, I, disagree. Yeah. I don't know about woods though but yeah metals. i think there's enough billy materials on the earth that we could totally do that. i mean like you no, have, think about how many houses we're, also, there are. we're talking about infinity of time as well yeah like think about how much exists now and how we all need places to Sleep and stay. Sleep and work and live. Uh, you know, all of those things. Think about all of that. And if it was all made out of stone, do you, can you imagine how different our planet would look? Uh, yes, I could imagine. And how, how, we'd ha- how invasive it would be and how inobtainable it would be. The tallest structure would still be the Great Pyramid. Yeah. Wait, you know. Why? Well, because we don't still don't know how it was built, and if we were to build one, it I, why we would they bu- want to build one that we, big? We, we wouldn't, but we could build yeah. something taller than, than the pyramids with stone. We yeah, could. we could. Yeah, we could. But, um, yeah. but I think there's more rocks than you guys are giving credit for for our fucking like our crust. Yeah, but there. we're not. I'm not talking rocks. Yeah, I'm talking rocks. You are. I'm talking like stone, well, like yeah, proper. I guess, uh, when talking what metals, I guess stone? we are still talking about rocks. I guess we can create metals, and we can create like wood trees. Will, Grow back. You can technically compress a lot of sediment and minerals to make stone. But to build yeah. things, like think mm, about, yeah. like think about the tallest buildings in New York City. Yeah. Think about the Eiffel Tower. Like if we were still building like out feet. of stone, from a architectural standpoint, it standpoint, it doesn't make sense. So well, we didn't go backwards. We were advancing in our own right, saying that building out of wood and metal. Make more, much more sense than continuing to build out of stone, even though the architecture will stand longer. I agree. I agree you to think, a certain yeah. extent. I feel that the reason we live in cities and the reason that we have tall buildings in cities is because of oil. If we had a free energy system where we could get from place to place and we didn't have to rely on combustion oil engines for transportation, then we'd have no reason to live in a city. We could then occupy the rest of the globe. You know, like, driving through Florida, it's, there's nothing fucking there, dude. It's a bunch of green space. If we didn't have to rely on transportation, people could actually live out there. Right. You know, and actually exist out there. We wouldn't have to build straight up. We would still have the option of using stone because we wouldn't have to build structures that are just straight up in the air. I don't know. So it's almost like you choose one path, you're forced to use steel. You choose the other path, maybe you're not. You know, and you, I don't know. Maybe living in these coast quarters also breeds a lot of people. You get all these junked up people in there. I don't know. City living yeah. ain't fun. I've lived in the city. Eh, it was cool. It was cool living in the city. I'm not going to lie. But it's a lot cooler going outside and having some grass, dude. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, I don't well, know. I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like if, we, if we still stuck with the stone foundations, I think that our architecture would be substantially different. Our living, our working, I think we'd find a lot more uh, large buildings that multiple 
shops and things would be in, uh, I think that just our world would look completely different if we still kept building the if our architecture was yeah. still built as it was. It would look insanely different. I think it's people completely. would have a different understanding of everyday physics possibly as well because right. you'd be more teetering on balance, uh, the arches, keystones, like things that maybe someone who doesn't have to have an advanced knowledge of the stresses of a fucking steel, you know, like what point is this steel beam going to stress under what weight or whatever. Maybe there's less knowledge that has to be known, but just a different knowledge, more delicate knowledge of the physics of the world around us. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's still both physics, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, Maybe well, it's, it's like a more th- plain sight, more in plain sight, so it might be easily understandable by, by more people if that was the route we went. I don't know. Yeah, and it's thinking about, too, like how they lit the inside of pyramids and castles was with open flame. If right. I decided to go get a torch and wrap it in something Lost. flammable and just stick it in a part of my wall, my, wall, my house would burn down. Well, that's well, why the, the, the altars would have an angle to them, so they wouldn't be. Well, I mean, to... even if it was angled, my house would still burn down. Now, well, hey, man, done. that's why they say in the pyramids there's no soot or anything found. And I've even seen uh, our boy Giorgio. He uh, he shows an example in the Great Pyramid where he tries to light a lighter and it won't light because there's not enough oxygen. He can still breathe, wow. though, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't know that argument because he can still hmm. breathe. But yeah, yeah that actually. was displayed. Dude, and why were there no that? windows and pyramids? <laughs> because it's very functional. I mean, you look at it, it's very functional. Even the dimensions of all these shafts, are they, they seem to be perfect yeah, size to like resonate perfect like certain frequencies and stuff. I don't know. Uh, it seems like a machine to me. Sounds like a whole lot of more information we have to find out for the, exactly who built the pyramids. We talked about right, like, yeah. like, the, like how it was built. Where like There's more topics to talk about, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna know until somebody flies down here on their ship and they they tell us. One sooner rather than later, Tay. It's gonna happen. <laughs> I believe. I do also believe. I also believe that if you have a hypothetical you want us to talk about <laughs> or a thought that you'd like to share about today's episode, because we've asked you guys to share your thoughts, especially with this one, uh, mainly about the doll hairs thing. <laughs> Uh, you can shoot us an email at hybrothoughts at gmail.com. That's H-Y-B-R-O-T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S at gmail.com. Uh, also, head over to the Facebooks. Give us a like at facebook.com slash hybrotheticalthinking. And we're also on the Instagrams, uh, also hybrotheticalthinking. We post content every day there, highlights from the podcast and memes you can share with your friends to make you feel smarter than them, uh, hopefully. <laughs> and also, we have Patreon. We just launched it this week, so make sure you guys go check that out. It's patreon.com slash hybrotheticalthinking. Uh, it's still a new thing. We're learning about it. We want you guys to learn with us, and the more you contribute, the more we're able to go do crazy things like uh, go to Pyramid the Giza Pyramids. Yeah. Uh, also, everybody, if you want to do the research, we're trying to get a sponsorship from Capri Sun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't be... Uh, upset i mean they're hard to get a hold of because they don't have a twitter or an instagram <laughs> they're but on the pulse they're on the pulse and we're we've sent them an email we're going to continue sending them emails and if a few of you guys reach out as well and mention hypothetical thinking it's either going to end in a lawsuit or a sponsorship both could possibly be a positive thing so if it ends up being a lawsuit hit up our patreon account <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, this you know this is fun. This was a fun one. Episode twenty four. Next week is episode twenty five. 
It's a milestone. Ooh, We're going to do something crazy? Is that a silver it? episode? Is that what no. It is? No, you're not going to host it. Silver? silver? Yeah, isn't that the silver? Silver, silver anniversary? 25 years? It is. Tight. And we're going to be together. Celebrating our 25th anniversary. Oh, shit, we're going to be together. We're going to be together in uh, Edison, New Jersey. Oh, Jersey. oh, Edison? Coincidence? Oh. oh. Thomas Edison? Weird. Holy fuck. It's crazy. Weird. Um, and who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, who knows where we're going to be? Uh, you Edison. know, there's a lot of really weird places nearby. Places like Salem, Massachusetts. No. Oh, shit. And places like the home of Lorraine Warren, which is uh, from The Conjuring. So oh, we're going to be in some deep territories. Get... Who knows what's going to happen? It's episode 25. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Nothing could happen. <laughs> yeah. That's also a possibility. <laughs> the odds are high. But. Wow. We could but, just stay in and make it an early night, I guess. <laughs> we could. We could just drink some tea. And herbal, talk about our feelings. And talk about our feelings. Nah, Maybe that's man. what we'll do. We're going to live that con life, dude. Let's go see some crazy shit. I love it. Cool. Sign me up. Well, Taylor, thank you for the enlightening episode. Thank you. Uh, I think for fucking everything up that I've been taught previously about the pyramids is wrong. You were taught lies. Everything's a lie, Johnny. Wow. The world is a lie. Wow. And that's what everyone should leave our every episode of our podcast <laughs> understanding. <laughs> everything is a lie. The world is a lie. Illuminati confirmed. Depressing thoughts. Owls everywhere. Owls. Anyway, so we've been your host. Uh, I am and hopefully always will be in my own realm, uh, Nick. In this realm and all the next, I will be Taylor. I'm Johnny. And unfortunately, he'll always be Johnny. I Unfortunately, I for very, very fortunately, I'll be Johnny. All right. And maybe he'll be replaced one day and it'll be someone new. Yeah. <laughs> like an owl. <laughs> Guys, you can make that happen for $100 on our Patreon. hundred Every a month hundred? you pay is a month without Johnny on the podcast. Th- is that worth it? Yeah, Four I don't know. Episodes. That's a lot of money. How about every $500 <laughs> is five minutes that Johnny can't talk? Oh, shit. You guys have to ask me questions that I can't respond? Yeah. Can't respond. Mm, you respond awesome. only what? via our Instagram account. All, all of the, uh, all of the, the Facebook the, Live, all the Patreon like rewards is just like me having problems. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Johnny. And then if you pay the five hundred dollars a month, Johnny won't talk for five minutes per person that pays five, the five hundred dollars. And then he'll also end every episode reading things that you send him <laughs> oh, to read no. from those five people. Hey, and if you uh, are ballsy enough to catch us in New Jersey, we're not doing a panel or anything. We're just going to be there being cool as fuck. But yeah. if you're ballsy enough, come up and slap Johnny in the face. No, <laughs> no, no. Don't do that. Don't do I that. will give you $500 if you slap Johnny in the face. Doll hairs? Doll hairs. I <laughs> said doll hairs. Ex- <laughs> uh, no, for real. Come say hi to us in Jersey if you're there. You guys are listening in Jersey. Uh, come hang out at the Heroes and Villains Fan Fest in Edison, New Jersey. We'll be wandering around. Say hello and uh, let us know what you think of the cast. If you hate us, hate it or us. I mean, I guess you could tell us. We'll just lose sleep at night. <laughs> keep it from, keep it away from me. I don't want to know. Yeah, we try to stay positive. All anyway, right. okay. Well, well, bye. It was bye, bye, bye. We're bye, gonna bye. get. Bye. 
we're gonna get better at outros eventually. We'll have an outro no. eventually. Nope. Bye. Bye.